ask you to take a minute and tell God how much you love it's okay to testify and to confess what the Lord has done unto you. Oh, how we love Jesus, how we follow him. We look at what he has done. It melts our hearts to know that the Lord our God has been faithful. And that is why we gather in his presence this, this morning to talk about his love. To be reminded of his care. To be reminded of how we are supposed to worship him. Because we are his children. Created in his own image. And blessed here on this planet earth. To tell, that, to tell others of his love. Because we know him more than any other creation. Lord God we thank you and we honor you this you brought us in your sanctuary, O oh Lord, to come and speak unto us, O oh God. We gather here this time of the day because you have purpose, O oh God, to remind us of, about you, of your love, O oh Lord. And how it is that, God, you go with us wherever we are. We have been called to be faithful. We have been called to, be, to obey. We have been called to follow your God. And this place, O oh Lord, you are going to speak unto us. I pray that God you will speak unto us in a way we can hear you, O Lord. And now, O Lord, my God, may the words of my mouth this morning and may the meditations of my mind be acceptable to talk to you, my rock and my redeemer. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's please be seated. Um, what a beautiful day. It is as we gather in the presence of the Lord uh, this time. As I said in the morning, uh, if you are visiting with us or just returning back home again, feel in the right place this morning. Today, we pick up from where we left last week. We saw that after Isaac had wind, or was wind. After, after he kind of grew up now to know what is around, what was around him, he quarreled with Ishmael. And Ishmael, Ishmael and Agar were expelled. They left the home of Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac. And so after Ishmael and Agar were expelled, Isaac grew up. And as we come to chapter 2, chapter 22 of Genesis, he is now a teenager. Tell your friend, Isaac is now a teenager. He is now a teenager. He's not that young, two, three, four years boy anymore. And now there came the test to, at Mount, Mount Moriah. The distance between Beersheba, where they were, to Mount Moriah was like 50 to 60 miles. And so you would expect that it took them three days to travel to Mount Moriah to be able to, be able to sacrifice 
a costly exercise. Was God trying to test Abraham at this time? We are going to see here in a minute. The Bible says in chapter 22 and verses 1 to 2. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. Then he said, take your son, your only son. Can you all say your only son? Take your son, your only son, whom you love. Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. When you get there, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Take your son. Chukua mtoto wako mmoja mbae unampenda. The only, the only son. Ishmael had already been expelled, so he doesn't have any other son. And he's not sure that Ishmael and Agar would come back there. Take your son, your only son. This command seemed, seemed contrary to all that God had been telling uh, Abraham since he called, he called him. He told him, I will make you your name big. I will make you a house a big. I will make you a many, many descendants. And Isaac is going to be able to make you a big nation. Was God joking? They had watched Isaac grow up. As a, from a child to a teenager now, they had protected him from all harm and danger, as you would do to your children. He was their miracle baby. He was their hope. He was their future. Is Abraham going to accept? Is he going to pass this test? My friends, church of God, as we seek to do God's work of building his kingdom, we will sometimes face difficulties and a lot of trials which will make us feel discouraged. And this applies to everyone, old or even the youth and the young. You know, the people here, those in the church will be tested at some point. High as your preacher, as your pastor will be tested at some point. It is going to be discouraging at some times. Those that teach Sunday school, those that sing in the choir here, those that lead worship, they are going to be discouraged at some point. Abraham had a difficult time on his way to sacrifice his beloved son, Isaac. Now let's read read together uh, verse 4 to 5. Because he is trying to see what the Lord is telling him here. And so on the third day, Abraham saw the place in the distance. Now, remember they set off already. Him and who else? Isaac. Two servants. And what else? A donkey. And what else? Firewood. What else? Fire. What else? Yes, knife. For two days now, they have been traveling. What were they talking about? The servants, the donkey, the knife, the firewood, the, the, the you know, Isaac, Abraham, everything. They are traveling for two days now. Now the Bible says, on the third day, Abraham saw the place in the distance. 
Then he said to the servants, Stay here while with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there and worship, and then we will come back to you. Servants, stay here. Now I know where I am going. Stay here. Me, the boy, we will go and worship. We will come back. Now, look at Abraham, because we need to be very wise. Abraham did not tell the servants, hey, guess what? I'm going to sacrifice my son. Did he? Stay here. We're going to worship. Actually, he doesn't say we are going to sacrifice. He says we are going to do what? To worship. My friends, there comes a time when you think about what God has called you to do and you don't even talk a lot. You say, I am going to do what? To worship. You don't tell people everything because some of you will scatter your dream. Some of you will discourage you. Some of you will tell you don't even go to that church. Some of you will teach you how to complain. Some of you will say anything to you. So do not have, don't have to tell people everything. What the Lord has called you to do, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and worship the Lord because it is about you and God who has called you. He did not tell them. And then he says in verse 6 to 7, Abraham took the wild, the wood for the bird offering, and placed it on his son. And then he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went all together, Isaac decided to speak. He spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, the fire and the wood are here. I can see. The fire and the wood are here. We are carrying them. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Yes, I can say we have everything. And I know what we do when I go, we go with you. But where is the lamb? You know, I read this and I felt for Isaac. I don't know about you. This young man was a quiet, mind, mind my own business type of a person. Mind my own business. Not mind your own business, but mind my own business. That was a kind of a boy. He was now staring at a very costly worship from the father at Atomoa. But God did not want to, to kill Isaac. He wanted Abraham to sacrifice Isaac in his heart. In his heart. This will show that Abraham loved God more than he loved his promised and long-awaited son, Isaac. My friends, our worship needed to be in our hearts. I repeat that. Our worship needs to be in, in our hearts. Our giving begins with, with our hearts. Our worship needs to be costly. It is our 
out of our special love for God that we do the same the, the things that we do. Oh, how I love Jesus. 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 Because He first loved me. Because He loved me at first, I go to church to worship Him. Amen? Because He loved me at first, I go to church and do what I have been called to do because He first loved me. Abraham was tested and was proved to be faithful. Amen. Tested and he was proved to be to be faithful. He knew that it was within God's power to raise the dead back to life. It is was it was within God's power to heal the sick, to change the heart of someone, even a prodigal son. That was God. He tells him he tells his son in verse 8, "My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering." And yet he knows God has called him to go and to sacrifice his son. Bible says, they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there. This is where God told me to come. I'm going to build an altar here. He laid the wood in order, as he always did. He knew how to do it. Then, he, he took on the son Isaac, he bound his hands, he bound his feet, and they laid him on the altar upon the wood. Now, look at this son. He's tying him, and he's still quiet. If anyone asked you to describe Isaac, what would you say? Innocent? Huh? Huh? Humble? Obedient? Huh? Fearing? He was fearing at some point? Huh? Compliant? What were you, man? You know, you, the Indian, what were you, man? Now I'm coming to you. What do you think about... Oh, yes. Yes? He's trusted the God of his father. Yes? Faithful. Someone else? Kumbe mbakbeja zapa wengi. Huh? Submitted. Yes? Slow. Slow. Huh? Terrified. He trusted his father because he knew. He had said that they will go what? Go back. Yani, yeah, I look at this boy and I just, I just felt for him. Now, and he knows that the father doesn't have a reverse gear. Not like someone of us. He doesn't have a reverse gear. Akiambiwa tuende tufanya nini? 
20. You know Abraham. That was him. He was told to leave you are. Isn't it you are? Huh? Are. Yes, you are. And he said, okay, God, you have called us. Let us go. Remember, he's the guy that, that went to, was it Lot? You know, he's a guy that didn't look back. When God told him, let's go, he knew it is God. So let's, let's go. So this guy, this young boy, did not struggle to jump off the altar even, and even to run away. He did not do that. He did not do that. Then a voice came from God saying in verse 12, Do not lay a hand on the boy. Watch, watch Abraham. Now I know you. Please don't. Don't. At that time, amechukua kisu. Na Abraham achezi. Can you imagine? Abraham achezi. Well, munaweza kuzema na wazaima kwa wa 100 years old. More than 100 years old. But achezi, mungu amefanya nini? Amenena na amesema. The Lord will tell you anything. If he tells you to sell your only car and give it out for mission, will you do that? If he tells you to, you know, to even call off work and come to church, will you do that? When he tells you to go and serve in the church, will you do that without complaining? He said, do not lay your hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now, I know that you fear God. Can you clap for Abraham? Please. He says, now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from your son. You are only, only son from me. Abraham was tested and proved to be faithful. My friends, our faith benefits by being manifested proven and refined through crisis. There is one thing I know. That God did not call me to a place of comfort or even success. That one I know very well. I always share it with my wife. God called me to obedience. So when you see me doing some crazy things to you according to you, the things I do, I will tell you, let's pass through here. It, it is because I obey what God tells me to do. I do obey. I'm only obeying God, the one who called me and directed me on what to do. To care for God's children wherever they are. Either it's here or India or Kenya, wherever they are, as long as they are God's children and God tells me, help here, I will. To give a cup of cold water to anyone that is thirsty, that is needy. If you don't give someone a cup of cold water when they are needy, do you think they will need it when they have plenty? No, they won't. So you better help where help is needed at that time, to lift up the downtrodden when I get the opportunity. Sometimes I look at what the people that have come through our ends, and I say, God, you are faithful. But guess what? In this ministry, and even back in Kenya, those people that we help a lot, they are the people 
that make a lot of trouble. They are the people that discourage us. They are the people that talk about the church. They are the people that complain the most. And someone said, if you see people complaining and doing all that, then even the kids may not know the meaning of Sunday because they will not even go to church. To remind people that there is no Jew, no gender, male or female, black or white, blue or yellow, chocolate or green, we are all children of God. That is what God has called me to do. So I finish. There are three things I want us to learn together today. Number one. Number one. When God calls, there are no regrets. When God calls, and you, it's okay to write that down. There are no regrets. Don't regret with anything that the Lord has called you to do. Sometimes God reminds us that we were not called to a place. We were called to Him. Called to obey. And the suffering is expected. Amen? Yes. Suffering is expected. When God calls you, to a costly business, to a costly worship, expect to suffer, expect to go through hard times and hard trials, and that is okay. Go through the trials. Amen? Go through the trials. I know I'm talking to some amen, but that is the truth. Expect to go through trials. So listen to God's call carefully and don't regret why he called. Obey what God tells you, but make sure it is God's will and a voice and not something else and someone else telling you to listen to their voices. The number two, number two, God requires our worship to be costly. And I'm winding up. God requires our worship to be costly. We have to be tested and approved. <laughs> Is this too much, my friends? Can I finish? Can I finish now? I know sometimes we, we want to check And I'll bring those people that want to check But let me teach you. Let me teach ourselves a little bit here. God requires our worship to be costly. We have to be tested and approved, just like Abraham. You don't have to go, you don't have to go far. Go and read the story of Abraham again and again and again. And you realize that worship is costly. Worship is a blessing of God for who he is. Worship is forgiving. It is a costly act of worship. Forgiving. Waiting. Is also a costly act of worship, waiting for God. You offer to leave your impatience at God's, at God's altar here. Trusting. And he told about that. Trusting. Trusting is a costly act of worship as well. Giving is a costly act of worship. We offer to leave our finances at God's altar. 
as an expression of the recognition that all we have comes from his hands. We say, God, you are worthy. When they lead us here to say, God, you are worthy, we are saying it is costly to worship you. Number three, the God who promises is faithful. Amen? The God who promises is faithful. Please write that down. The God that promises is faithful. If he has promised to stay with you here, he will, regardless of what happens. If he promises that he's going to bless you, he will. Just wait and see. This is what Abraham had thought, and it was not until this time that he surely knew that God sees everything and that God is forever faithful. He called the place in Mount Moriah, Jehovah Jireh, verse 14, which means the Lord sees and will provide. He provided a lamb for sacrifice there. Jehovah Jireh, Mungu wa Israel, Hakuna Mungu kama wewe. Jehovah Jireh, Mungu wa Israel, Hakuna Mungu Are we praying constantly for our congregation? God sees all that we do. The life that God has called us, my friends, is expensive. The life that God has called us to is very expensive. Let us care for people more than they think it is necessary. Let us care for people more than they think it is necessary. If you are a risk risk taker like me, Risk more than something is saying. If you dare to dream, then dream more than something is it's practical. If it is serving the Lord in your church or wherever, then serve the Lord without a lot of things. Serve the Lord without strings attached. Serve the Lord because He is your God. Serve the Lord because He is worthy. Serve the Lord because He has called you. A time is coming when our time is going to be up. What are we going to present to God? You know, sometimes I don't know what, whether you feel what I'm feeling. But, you know, I, I know I'm not going to be here forever. Go to Kenya, listen to the news. The way people are perishing and all that. They are getting cured. They are getting old and they are going. They are getting sick and they are going. When my time is going to be up, what am I going to present to the Father? And it might come when even I'm complaining about the church. It might come when I'm saying, hey, my goodness, my God, what kind of a people have you given? No. Mine is to pray for you. Mine is to say, God, you are worthy. Even though we are going through this, God, you are faithful. We have we have seen you perform wonders. You, you are going to do it even now. If God has called you to serve my brother, my sister, just serve. Just serve. Leave people alone. Let them say what they are, they are saying. One of the things I've come to know is 
that even those that want to leave the church, they don't want to go alone. Wana kuvuruta. Kwani wewe ni na unavurutwa namna gani utawa kanisa? If anyone wants to go, let them go alone. Because God called you. And God wants you to serve him in his church. Bwana zoe sana. Your calling is not my calling. Nikitaka kwenda sita kuambia nimeenda, nimetafanya nini? Tachomoka. Ndio nikitaka kurudi nirudi pole pole. Because it is a serious business to serve the Lord. To serve the Lord. It is costly, my friends. Let's just Amen. That's where I was going. Because this is the Lord's calling. This is our church. This is your church. Let us love the church. Let us love what the Lord has called us to do. Let us be pro, you know, proud of where we gather for worship because it is it is isn't it magnificent? There are people that are asking, "Oh my goodness, where can we get a church that can feed 50 people. Where? Now, where is he? Let's see what the Lord has blessed us with. Do we realize this? It is a high time for you, my friends. To any time when you wake up, just start praying for the church. Just start praying even for the pastor. Amen? Yes, I need your prayers. We need your prayers. This church needs your prayers. And the intercessory group don't just say amen in those those whatsapps thread pray tell your friend pray let's pray for the church let's pray for the church let's pray for the church and finally and finally as Paul tells the Romans in chapter 12 and verse 1 therefore i urge you brethren by the mercies of god to present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual service of worship and as Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 5 and verse 16 let your light shine before men that they may see your goodness the good deeds and they give glory to your father in heaven worship the lord worship the lord god with your life it is costly but it is worth it it is costly but it is worth it come to church even when you feel like you don't want to come come to church even when you are down come to church even when things are not working all right come to church it is costly but that's okay come to church let us sing to the lord together let us clap together let us worship the lord together who knows probably by the time you head out you will be encouraged you will be stronger than you came in do you have an isaac in your life do you have an isaac in your life what is so precious that will pain you to let it to let it go to let it go if god tests you are you going to be proven worthy worthy of him worship the lord 
with your life. Worship the Lord with your life. Abraham was ready to over a son. Worship the Lord with your life. Father, we thank you and we honor you. You have reminded us that God, we are created in your image. And we came into this world naked. The naked, we are going to go back. What is it? What it is? Is it that God you've given us and that you, we cannot be able to give it back to you? What is it that God you have given us that it prevents us to come to your house of prayer? What is it that God you have provided unto us, O Lord, that it has become a stumbling block to your worship? Help us to identify all that. Leave it alone and come to your house of prayer. For God, we will worship you in truth and in spirit. So that God, when you speak unto us and talk unto us, O oh Lord, we will know that it is you. But God, even when you try to test us, O oh Lord, you will prove to us that we are worthy who you call us to, uh, to be. Help us, O oh Lord. We are your dear children. Help us, O oh Lord, in whatever we do. Help us, O oh Lord, when we are sick. Help us, O oh Lord, when we are down. Help us, O oh Lord, when we are abused. Help us, O oh Lord, when we cannot make it alone because we belong to you. Meet with us to the point of our needs, O oh God. Let your blessings be upon us. In the name of the Father and of the Son. And the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you.